God, yeah, maybe deciding to record early was uh, a mistake. <laughs> this isn't even early. What time is it for you? Like almost one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a Sunday. In Sunday time, that's like still 9 a.m. That's true. I didn't get out of bed today until like 10.30. I definitely didn't make it to the gym until like 12. I mean, at least you made it. That's something. Yeah, no, that's true. I did not make it yesterday. <laughs> that's why I went today. <laughs> but oh. I did sleep through both classes that I was aiming to get to. Oh, well, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was one at 8 a.m. And I was like, Ooh, I really want to try this one. But also it's Sunday and 8 a.m. So I'm going to aim for this 1030 class instead and see which one I make. I made neither. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm impressed you even thought you could do that. <laughs> I really thought I could do 1030. 1030's <laughs> at least a little more normal. That's reasonable, right? And it was like a yoga class, so it wasn't going to be as stressful as the like 8 a.m. body oh. pump. <laughs> oh, God, you were trying to do an 8 a.m. body pump on a Sunday morning? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I was so bad this morning, even to the point where, like, so John and I went out for a a friend's birthday last night, and it was super fun. It was this, like, piano bar where, which, like, I don't really, those, like, don't really exist in my mind outside of, like, New Orleans. Wait, is it the dueling piano bar? Uh, no, I don't think it's a dueling piano bar. It's actually Darren Chris's bar um, that the actor, Darren Chris, opened a bar that's, like, it's really great there's like a little station like a like a bar outside of like a little piano um recording or uh, not recording um performing area Mm. and so they have live music and like the bartenders all are like you know super super talented and show tune aficionados and so we basically were up until like you know not even that late I mean it was probably like midnight just like screaming our little hearts out but the next this morning I slept so late John was already up like making breakfast and my friend whose birthday it was and who had consumed much more alcohol than me (laughs) had already texted me by like 9 a.m and I was like rolling out of bed at like not even getting out of bed at like 11 and I was like what's happening (laughs) I don't know I had literally had like not that much (laughs) and everyone was schooling me this morning (laughs) yeah no that's fair I feel like anytime I'm like I'm so not energetic and so like will not push myself if I don't have to if there aren't other people around and like living in Baltimore where I have no friends there are no other people around to push me so I feel like I've turned into like such a swamp witch in my own apartment that I just like anytime I have to exert any sort of energy whether it's physical energy or like emotional energy or drinking energy I just get wiped out for like 
a ridiculous amount of time. Like, I'm still I mean, recovering from Jeff- Jessica's bachelor party last weekend. Oh, 100% me too. I hate to admit it, but I actually think I still might be sore from that aerial <laughs> yoga, which is embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely still have bruises. <laughs> Guys, you're probably not going to see the pictures, but just picture in your mind, like, the nastiest bruise that you've gotten. Julia had, like, four of them. <laughs> It wasn't just four. I don't know if I couldn't get a good picture of all of them at the same time. So I got like the nastiest ones <laughs> in the same oh shot. God. But the one on the side of my hip connected in a line <laughs> <laughs> to the one on my inner thigh. <laughs> well, sure, that makes sense because they were ropes, guys. We did because it was the yoga. rope. Yeah, it was the way the rope was like around my thigh that it just like it bruised on my hip, it bruised on my inner thigh, and then I had just like a stream of little like polka dot bruises connecting them. <laughs> oh my god, cute little polka dot bruises. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a straight like line bruise, but it was like little splotches of bruise all the way across. Oh my god, we haven't updated done a, a bachelorette update. Yeah, no, we haven't. I mean, we just got back a week ago. I know. <laughs> That's true. And it's mostly the re- well, it, that and our laziness is also the reason we didn't have an episode up last week. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we were so we tried and tired. We were, it's true. And hungover. <laughs> and, well, I wasn't really hungover, but I was sore and tired. Oh, God, me and Marlon were. That was a rough morning. Yeah. But yeah, it was super fun. We had a had our sister's bachelorette and we went to Philly for it. And uh yeah, we met all of her like fun yoga friends. I mean they're they're real friends. They just put all do yoga. They're super I they did. They put us all to shame. We're Although all, like, I like fit to and say, bendy. <laughs> oh my god, they're so fit and bendy. Although I like to think we really even the playing field when we went axe throwing that's true her yoga friends were not as good as axe axe throwing than our non-yoga selves (laughs) it's true the sisters so aka like me julia and marlon and um ray's sister amanda was super cool and fun and so it was like the yoga friends and then it was like the sister friends And the yeah, it was like during and the, a couple like, science friends. I feel like that's true. At least one was just a science friend and not a science and yoga friend. <laughs> that's possibly true, but she was also real fit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once we got to axe throwing, it it turned from like the aerial yoga, which was like the sisters were kind of the back of the bus, to it kind of flipped to like we it was like the sisters were in we did like a bracket type um like playoff we had like a coach who was there and like she was kind of helping supervise the whole thing and then she like bracketed everyone out at the end and we did this little like you know championship style you know axe throwing playoffs and it ended up being all the sisters at the end and it was really funny because amanda had was like literally in last place in the like round robin just like yeah, she had was- she had like five points like to like in comparison i think you and i had like 28 and 29 points like she started off with yeah. five in <laughs> which yeah. was put into the bracket like uh single elimination playoff round so funny and the coach even called it the coach was like you know the highest i've oh i've seen this happen before you know the lowest scoring person just has nothing to lose goes in and beats everyone's you know 
throughout the whole thing. And that exactly happened. I think Jessica was actually in first place and Jessica like, yeah. like immediately lost to Amanda and then Amanda beat everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, it was crazy because in the end, it was me and her were the last round. And I didn't oh, get, yeah. I got zero points. Like, I didn't stick a single axe. <laughs> and I was too much to lose before. <laughs> oh, humble brag, Jules. Humble brag, I know. But no, it was like, I think it was the pressure, like the pressure of the playoffs. Like, sometimes the. Yeah, like you said, there's like nothing to nothing to lose if you're in last place. You just go for it. Yeah, I really but think that's like, it. I think it's yeah. really like, yeah. Well, I don't really have a good segue from bacheloretting into our topic for today because it's about children. <laughs> well, axe throwing. I mean, this is my personal segue. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh-huh. not read the book, so I don't know if this is a good segue. I mean, this is like a summer camp, so obviously it's not going to be dangerous. But when I think of werewolves, I think of like you need weird skills like axe throwing. Well, that's true. And there, that's true. And there is archery at this camp, which involves oh, a target, which is also fun. Don't you love how the best segues need like seven steps of like explanation? (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) I think we've done good. (laughs) So, you guys, we. Oh, also, welcome to Paranormal Captivity, as we always forget to intro ourselves until like 10 minutes in. Yeah. Um, Thank you for being here. We are excited to be back. And, um, yeah, we did a fun thing today where uh, I read a book, a little book, and I'm going to tell it to Julia. Um, this was kind of in keeping with our Nancy Drew theme and also in keeping with the um, uh, we just released our uh, Kitty World News for our patrons for the month of August. And we had a really fun discussion about werecats. Oh, werecats. Werecats. So in that same vein and in the vein of like books that we love growing up, this is Summer Reading List Special Scholastic Book Fair Edition. Woo! Scholastic. Yeah. So today. Does anyone remember those book fairs in school? Oh, I think so. I've mentioned them like four times in the last week and everyone's been like, oh, Scholastic Book Fairs. Scholastic <laughs> Book Fairs. They were so much fun. They I- were loved them but i loved more than the books i loved the um cute animal pencil top erasers a hundred percent yeah they were 50 cents and i had like 20 of them (laughs) oh we actually got so obsessed with them in fifth grade at lincoln elementary school that our our like school had to ban the little frog erasers we were all losing our little frog erasers oh my god my favorite was the hippo Oh, the hippo was really good. I loved that hippo. That elephant was pretty good, too. I don't think I had the elephant. I definitely had the hippo, and I really loved that. But we all, oh, my God, one year, we all, like, truly basically started a cult over these frog erasers. Because, like, not only would we, like, trade them, but we would, like, like, set up whole, like, little living situations for them in our desks. And then some of them died. Like, I specifically remember, like, burying some of them that were still perfectly good erasers. But we were like, this one is dead now. We must intern <laughs> this frog eraser. And I think all of our God, teachers were just like, so weird. yeah, right? Oh my God, so strange. 
yeah so we got frog erasers from the scholastic book fair band uh sorry about that everyone <laughs> who might have gone through lincoln elementary after us <laughs> um whoops but yeah oh my god scholastic book fair is the best um this is a scholastic book fair read it is the adventures of the bailey school kids book series and it is werewolves don't go to summer camp no they don't they're dangerous creatures and should stay away from children or do they (gasps) oh no (laughs) so this is a whole book series that i know julia and i both remember we read pretty uh pretty fervently as kids and it's this whole book series of like paranormal e type like kind of myth type creatures and they all have the same like format like aliens don't wear braces or like i forget that was like clearly my favorite one the one i like really remember but uh like yeah i remember liking i can't remember what the don't something something but it was like vampires don't and it was like teach i think it was a teacher like vampires don't teach drama class or something oh like yeah that. i remember that yeah that one was a really good one yeah she was like an art teacher or like a drama teacher or something mm-hmm. well i read this book in probably an hour because because <laughs> <laughs> the tiny because <laughs> they're tiny i had kind of forgotten too they're the very big print the very like uh-huh. this is much more intermediate reader than i even fully remembered um they're just such great like premise it's like a, such a fun little like premise although spoiler alert i did not think these held up quite as well as nancy drew although nothing oh, no. nothing could really top nancy drew in my mind but yeah that's true there were just like similar to that one spot in nancy drew there are a few kind of like unfortunately like fat kid jokes which i did not love well i mean it's summer camp so it is the place for fat kid jokes unfortunately i guess it kind of just you know is the is the times i actually forgot to look up when this was written let me take a little peek at that real quick it is also in keeping with children who are crueler, I would say, than the average person. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. Oh, this was uh, 1991 when this was All written. right. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think the 90s were very kind to uh, people of high or low weight classes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. And I will say, too, I, this is a bit of a spoiler about the ending, only a tiny bit. I was, I did not remember, I don't know if any of the other ones have quite as much of, like, a loose ends at the end as this one does, (laughs) but this one leaves it very much up to your own definition of, you know, concluded. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of feel like all of them did that, like, by the end, you never really like there was never a like yes this person's a vampire or like no this person's absolutely not you're crazy kids and like stop trying to create rumors for someone who's just like a little different right but yeah I think that was my biggest takeaway from this is that I was like okay so this guy's like extra hairy and likes the woods and is excited about it and you guys are like acting like he's gonna murder you (laughs) (laughs) that's probably not a great message to be like oh right exactly this person's different we must investigate 
to the point of which like we feel unsafe because we've been spinning this out of control (laughs) right i mean again in keeping with children but for a book that is meant for children they should probably have a more positive message yeah i would say like home alone like home alone where did that connection come from (laughs) remember in the first one and he's like terrified of his neighbor and then like they meet in a church and talk and his neighbor's like super nice and he's like oh never mind you're really great i like you yeah and actually to be honest i thought that's where this was headed i thought the end was gonna be kind of like you know the guy who is it's a the camp director of this camp is the one who they think is a werewolf and i really thought that the ending was going to be more like they've gone through all of these clues because it is kind of fun like it is also a little sleuthy to be like you know see these kids going through all these different clues that they see to be like oh my god i think he's a werewolf like it's a really fun premise and i think it just went awry at the end because you're right i definitely thought that it was going to end more like that where like their notions even about werewolves were challenged of like oh no like or maybe he was gonna say something like you know oh well even if werewolves are real like maybe they could coexist with kids and then they could be like whoa wait maybe they don't need kids you know like something that would kind of make it more like cohesive in that everyone is living happily together as opposed to like whew we narrowly escaped that like we almost died but we're okay now yeah or like the camp director just turns out to be a regular person but like one of the kids turns out to be a werewolf oh wait i love that should we rewrite these books <laughs> <laughs> yeah the like scrawny kid that's like doesn't like nature and like totally not what they think of as werewolf is like but actually guys <laughs> there's a character actually this is a good segue into like starting the the like uh, plot of the book because there is one character who from the beginning is like Oh man, she is just scared of everything, very dramatic, very like never wants to go into the woods. Her like biggest fear from like page one is that she's going to go to camp, get lost in the woods and like die in the woods because no one's going to find her. Like it would have been a really great twist if she actually was the werewolf that just was like (laughs) keeping it under control. (laughs) Yeah. Or it came from like a werewolf family that was just like high class werewolves that never left the the safety of the city. (laughs) City kids in the woods. (laughs) City werewolves in the woods. Yeah. So yeah, that is a good segue into because from the very beginning, fucking Lisa is just oh man, she gets super annoying. Let me just complain about these like elementary school kids. <laughs> so is she the, the scared one? She's the scared one. Yeah. So it, it follows these four friends, two girls, two boys. It's Lisa and Melody, Howie and Eddie, which I definitely remembered all those names. So I was like, oh yeah, I remember you guys. But it was interesting because their personalities, their personalities are very like, you know, it's kind of like the two like, outlandish ones like there's lisa who's like very very scared of everything like she has a very solid like you know personality trait eddie is like the class clown so like you definitely know his personality and then the other two are kind of just like the you know like in comedy like the straight man like the one the ones that they kind of like bounce against the like more reasonable (laughs) i guess but yeah i have to admit i don't know they're just all kind of like mean to each other and a little whiny and like I have to admit they're like a little bit more annoying to me as an adult, (laughs) which I guess is 
just showing my own age. Maybe I've lost the maybe I've lost my uh youthful heart, but they're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's how I think about kids always, so <laughs> I'm sure I would agree with you. And it's interesting too, because I think that it they wouldn't have been quite as annoying if they hadn't um if they hadn't like all kind of wavered throughout the book like Lisa's not always the one that's scared of the werewolf or like Lisa's not always or like Eddie Eddie is the one who like throughout the book is like well I I don't believe in werewolves like I'll sleep outside and prove that there are no werewolves which is not logical because you sleeping outside does not prove that there are no werewolves and also he's like he he some of the time later is then like oh maybe werewolves do exist and then the other ones are like no they don't exist I don't believe in werewolves I'm like you were the one that was just saying werewolves (laughs) don't exist you guys are crossing over too much I think it was like a little too realistically like kids because I'm sure kids are just like that you know like back and forth of like yeah no yeah no right so but like structurally for a story for a book it like made me confused about what kid was even like who was even which kid you know they all kind of like their belief systems kind of like went all together or whatever but um it still was really cute I have to admit like from the beginning so uh the story starts as Lisa and Melody and Howie and Eddie are on the bus Mm -hmm. um they are leaving Bailey City and they are going to Camp Lone Wolf And uh, it's a new camp, apparently, or it has been reopened. Um, And so it's new to these kids. And uh, you get the little backstory that, like, all their parents were super excited to send the kids away, which, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And all the kids were like, oh, we have to go to camp. Like, we never had to go to camp before. And so Lisa's really scared and nervous and whatnot. And uh, Melody has to pee really bad, which I did hard relate to her pretty quickly she's sitting on the bus like crossing her legs and like having to pee a lot Mm -hmm. so they get there and as soon as they get there melody's like running out she's like trying to find a bathroom and she is not able to because mr jenkins meets them off the bus and he makes them stand the lot in a line and get their cabin assignments which is made to be just the worst thing of all time (laughs) (laughs) which again i think is that kid thing of like oh my god we had to stand in a line and not talk and it's like well i mean they were just giving you your cabin assignments and telling you where to go and what to do (laughs) yeah and also if they didn't put that structure in place again this is me being like a total adult but if they didn't put that structure in place you know there would have been chaos (laughs) oh 100 percent. yeah exactly i mean melody probably would have gotten lost in the woods trying to find the bathroom or she would have peed in a cabin i mean that too so uh they do get their assignments but they're like cabin assignments and um all the cabins are named like wolf things so like the girl's cabin is camp silver wolf and i forget what the boy's cabin is but it's something like it's it's again something wolf related um and uh but i mean the big thing that it, that happens here is that we meet mr jenkins who is the camp director and mm-hmm. he is very hairy from the outset and we get the description that he, yeah, his, like, arms. And this also, like, Nancy Drew has some pictures, too. Oh, fun. Yeah, which is really fun. And the art actually is really, really cute. I really like it because it has a little bit of, like, 
just like the tiniest bit of creep to it like it's really cute but it's like a teeny tiny bit stylized and creepy which i like Mm nice um and so he yeah he's shown as like basically like like just a hairy hipster like he has a huge beard he's wearing like kind of like like short shorts like camp shorts and he's got Mm -hmm. just like a regular t-shirt on but he has dog tags on because oh man every dog or wolf related word is used to describe him like every time he speaks (laughs) he growls like even in the like description of him like even not even the kids saying that he does this it's like mr jenkins growled he's Um, probably just like a cranky old retired like lieutenant dan i think that's what it is although it's strange because he is shown as looking very young like he Mm. looks like he's probably in his like mid 30s in the um well i guess if you start in the military at 18 you could potentially retire at 38 isn't that the math don't they retire after 20 years oh i don't know but possibly yeah i mean i think that (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a thing he could definitely be retired military yeah so he definitely has dog tags and uh yeah from the beginning we're just like he's got a huge beard he's got long hair hairy arms and um he growls everything and he's like very he's like mean quote unquote to them he's like <gasps> he's a retired drill instructor oh my god he is I mean he kinda, <laughs> it's kind of similar they like are lined up he won't let them do, go anywhere they like have to not talk so he can give them their you know cabin assignments and so yeah it is pretty similar to that I could definitely see that Um, so basically what happens after that is just a like a tumult of different camp activities like they are always going you know going to and from lunch and there are different like clues to the werewolf that happen there but I think one of the first things that happens is I mean it's pretty soon too it's not even like it builds really it's like chapter two and these chapters are very short where the kids Mm -hmm. are like I bet he's a werewolf (laughs) (laughs) and it's like oh he's just hairy that's your only clue so far yeah and like what what do they mean by hairy just like bearded yeah i'll post pictures he of the like um art he yeah he has huge a huge beard he's got long scraggly hair and i think the biggest thing is that he's described as having hair all over his arms and legs like as thick as a dog's and there actually Mm. even is a point where this is later in the book but i'll just say it now because it really doesn't it's another one of those kind of like quiller and ask like you know he does a bunch of chores that don't really matter where you tell it in the story Mm -hmm. this is kind of like that there's a point where he has them all going out to like learn to swim to like for swim lessons Uh and um lisa's like all upset she like doesn't know how to swim and he's like well yeah i'm teaching you how to swim and she's like but it's cruel i don't know how to swim and so (laughs) she at one point uh falls off the dock and so he takes off his shirt and jumps in after her and when he takes his shirt off everyone is like oh my god like he basically is so like his chest is like it's described as like they've never seen a human that hairy before which like some people are just hairy i know i was gonna say i feel like we've all had an experience similar in some ways of being like oh my god i've never seen that before and then you just kind of readjust and you're like okay yeah people that exist yeah that exists i didn't know that's a version of human great yeah exactly yeah they are not very accepting (laughs) (laughs) and on top of that 
stupid little Lisa. She so she falls in the water and she's like, I can't swim, I can't swim, and she like thinks she's drowning. He sweetly goes in and saves her, even though the water is literally like three feet deep and she could have just stood up. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa. Lisa. Oh, come on, Lisa. <laughs> so first things that happens that like clues them in more to the fact that he's a werewolf even though they've already they're already throwing this word around willy-nilly is um they have a like a welcoming night bonfire or like you know a little fire chat they all go out like there are other camp counselors too which i didn't realize until like halfway through this book i was like is he the (laughs) only one leading this camp there are also are other kids that we just don't hear anything about other kids that are not suspicious of him yeah other are just kids... like have, having a fun time at camp yeah no a hundred percent there's actually a really funny part at the very very end that I won't tell you like the full situation of but basically they're on a hike and like the four these four kids are a hundred percent convinced they're gonna die to the point that they're like okay we have to tell everyone else so they tell all these other kids that Mr. Jenkins is a werewolf and that they're all about to get eaten and the other kids don't like they're like shocked and appalled when the other kids are like no whatever and like they don't care and then like it's like described in the writing as like yeah they were either just tired or cranky or like enjoying nature and it was written as like <laughs> how dare they I was like, well, <laughs> they don't care <laughs> they literally don't care <laughs> yeah um so this first bonfire that they have is like i guess it's not really a bonfire it's just like sitting around the campfire type situation and uh it does start really well like it's a really interesting like you know lead into everything because um they're all sitting there and they're kind of chatting about you know the woods and different things and then mr jenkins is like oh let me tell you all how camp lone wolf got its name and then he tells this interesting ass story about how oh because he jumps in because eddie is the one that's like um kind of like bluffing about how good he would be like he's not gonna get lost in the woods and blah 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 and then mr jenkins is like oh, well, you know, you just don't know, like, how hard it could be. Like, there was, you know, the reason that this is Camp Lone Wolf is because back in the 1800s when settlers were coming through here, uh, a a caravan, a family caravan stopped, and a kid got out, and he ran away. Like, he didn't run away, but he was, like, and he, you know, wandered off into the woods, and he was never found again, and the family didn't find him um but then the end of the and then the kids are getting progressively more and more well eddie in particular is like i don't believe it you're not telling that you're just trying to scare us and lisa is like i'm terrified and is like i need to go home and meanwhile melody and howie are just like calm it trying to calm their like crazy friends yeah and uh but then the end of the story is that this little like um, kind of alluding bit where Mr. Jenkins is like, and ever since we've heard a wolf, like this wolf net was never around before then. But ever since then, we've heard a wolf cry on uh, full moons. Ooh. Yeah. And then Eddie is like, oh, did the wolf eat the kid? And Mr. Jenkins is like, I don't think the wolf ate the kid. And then kind of leaves it like a dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Which is really interesting. But then also, spoiler alert, that doesn't come back either, which I really wanted it to be like, you know, maybe in their cabin he found, they found like, you know, an old timey picture or something, you know, or like a picture of him in a news clipping from the 1900s. So it looked like he hadn't aged or something like that. Yeah. 
Not not so. They do ransack his cabin quickly, though. Um, mm. There's a point. So there are a couple other points that kind of point to him being a werewolf. There's a barbecue where he's like making them dinner. I think this is on the first night before the, the campfire, actually. And he cooks all of their burgers like completely raw. Like they're all just like <laughs> oozing and bloody. Ew. And uh, Maybe he's just a bad cook. Well, I yeah, I think it's just like, yeah, because they take them back to him and they're like, uh, can you please cook these a little more? These are very gross. And he's like, I think they're perfect. And he like eats it, got like gobbles it down. And they're like, actually, every time he eats, they also the writers also use the word wolves it down. Ah. Um, so, yeah, he just like, you know, eats all of this. Uh, he eats it and then apparently like all the blood, all the juices ooze down his beard. Ew, and gross. Yeah. yeah, that was probably like the most graphic of anything in this book. <laughs> so I was like, that's kind of a lot. Like, I don't know why you're telling kids about like raw meat here. I mean, I guess it is kind of like don't eat raw meat, but also maybe like, I don't know. It was a little bit funny, I thought. Yeah. So that was another one of their clues. They're like, oh, my God, he has to be a werewolf. He eats red meat. Um, And then. Oh, shoot. I, like, lost myself in a train of thought. Oh, yeah. The other clues. Um, Yeah. What else was it? Oh, he always wears uh, the same clothes. He, like, never changes. And he always um, is barefoot. He, like, never wears shoes. Hmm. Even when they're, like, out on hikes and, like, walking around and doing stuff. So. They're also very suspicious of that. You know who this guy is starting to sound like? <laughs> oh, who? Um, if you've watched the new seasons of Queer Eye, they do make over a camp counselor who it sounds exactly like this, but like a nicer version. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. He had like a really long scraggly beard and like like didn't dress very well and just like always kind of like slept in a camper and like never showered was like barefoot all the time just like total like flirt vibes like all year round oh that's funny but he was like nice to the kids this guy sounds like he probably shouldn't be a counselor (laughs) yeah I was kind of waiting for the turn where it was like oh I'm just you know I was because they could have connected it back to the whole like lost kid scenario too and he could have shared something of like Oh, I'm just trying to prepare you in case something happens. Because he does a bunch of times kind of goad the kids to be like, oh, like, you guys could never survive in the wilderness. Like, I'm going to have to teach you. And then he doesn't really 100% do that. Yeah, I was waiting for him to be, like, the cool guy or, like, the cool counselor. And that never really happened. Like, I... No, he sounds like they wrote a, like, very accurate version of, like, a jaded like army vet who doesn't actually like kids but like this was the only job he could get out of the army (laughs) yeah and it sounds too like so because the camp is new this guy had I don't think he's necessarily been a camp director before and he Mm -hmm. later too does just describe the fact that he loves nature like he doesn't ever go into like oh yes and I love like teaching you guys archery or like whatever it's like no I love nature so yeah, it's very truly. I, I think he maybe isn't necessarily the most, like, child-friendly person. <laughs> also doesn't necessarily mean he's a werewolf. Also doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad werewolf. He's just yeah. maybe a bad camp counselor. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he could easily be a, like, perfectly fine, under-control werewolf that doesn't like children, but won't eat them. 
well that kind of comes up a little bit later so when they do finally so there are all these other clues like you know the little clues like leading up to things melody one night wakes up and hears a wolf and then i think it was someone else someone else like sees the figure of a wolf that looks more like a man that's like walking upright so they have a couple little encounters just from their cabin as well Mm -hmm. and so then that leads up to the first time that they break into his cabin at night which this does get a little suspicious because uh the first night that they break in they're like super convinced he's not going to be there and part of me was like they're probably just going to walk in on this guy like sleeping or like coming out of the shower or something. And then it really is true that he's not in his cabin and it's like almost a full moon and like, which that was the other thing too, though. That was a little bit, I'm just realizing the faulty logic of this because they talk about how there are days like, so this all takes place over the course of the week that they're at camp. It's like a week long (laughs) summer camp. And, uh, yeah, I'm realizing it's, you know, it's obviously only one night that is the full moon, but they're seeing him or they're seeing a wolf form like all like throughout different nights throughout the whole week. So like that doesn't really track necessarily. Yeah. Um, I also just realized something I forgot. There was one little blip of like niceness with him when he was telling that story of the lost kid and why the camp was named after a, a wolf. And uh, he was like, you know, well, that's why we named the camp Camp Lone Wolf, because we like wolves actually are really great. Like they actually work in packs. So they work together. And that's what we're aiming for with you guys. Like we all need to work together and like be a family while we're here. And like, you know, kind of that kind of theme, which was really great. But then Eddie like bursts in and is like, so why is it called Lone Wolf? Like if everyone's supposed to work together, why did you name it after a lone wolf? Which, looking back on it, like, I kind of get, because if it's named after the one kid that wandered away, and you don't want that, it's like, I don't know, it kind of makes sense to me a little bit now, but I kind of get why. I don't know. That was my little <laughs> moment. Yeah. Now I'm overthinking it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, back to the break-in. They break into his cabin. He's not there, and they hear howling outside, so they're like, wait a minute um and so they start kind of ransacking his place and looking for everything for like clues and whatnot um and what they find are a bunch of books about wolves including a couple mythology books about werewolves oh yeah which is very interesting um and interestingly enough one of the like big clues that they latch on to is in this book it describes the things that can uh not kill a werewolf but can like turn a werewolf potentially back to a human which included mistletoe which is really interesting i've never heard that and uh wolfsbane which is i guess another Mm. um uh plant Mm -hmm. of some sort so they get this information and so they're immediately like oh, we need to find these plants and my yeah. cynical brain was like you guys are probably in the woods in like fucking Connecticut like wh- are you really going to find mistletoe and wolfsbane in- out in the woods but I mean, then they do you never know <laughs> yeah exactly I guess the next day so they had like pictures in the book and so all the kids they get freaked out they run out because they hear wolf howls getting closer and closer so they run out they go back to their cabins they sleep the next day at breakfast 
they uh yeah what was there's something about what he was eating but i kind of forget he was just eating like a huge pile of pancakes like next to them so they couldn't talk about him (laughs) so they were all annoyed (laughs) um and then they started talking about how they were like oh well we need to get some mistletoe in wolf spain and so uh, that was their mission for the day was to like go find that so during their off hours they avoided him all day because he was like running archery and then he was doing like a something else like kickball or something and so they always Mm -hmm. did the opposite of what he was doing and then they used a free time to go out into the woods and they did actually find it so like howie i think had remembered what the the drawings looked like and so he was like okay wolfsbane has a white berry and mistletoe has you know the spiky little leaves and so they're like you know spending hours looking for these leaves throughout the woods and they do actually both they find both and so they like you know stuff their pockets and you know fill up their little lunch tins with them and then they try to go back and they realize they are lost. Oh no! no. Lisa's nightmare. Well, dun, dun. <laughs> they immediately turn on each other and uh, start yelling at each other. <laughs> it's everyone's fault but mine. It's everyone's fault but mine. We're not definitely in this together because we're trying to fix a werewolf. <laughs> and so then, luckily for them, Mister Jenkins comes and finds them. And they have to like quickly hide all of their like werewolf antidote. Yeah. (laughs) Then, um, yeah, so he like leads them back and he gives them like a little talking to and decides that because they have been so irresponsible and he is, you know, yet again so concerned that they wouldn't be able to survive in the wild, uh, he's going to take them on a night hike the next day. Oh no, it's like Harry Potter's punishment of like, you were irresponsible, so now we're going to send you out to the dark woods. Yeah, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, maybe that's not immediately the best answer. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's not the next day, but the day after. So like the last day is going to be their night hike. So they still have one day left of camp. So this is towards the end of the week. Um, so they break into his... Uh, cabin one more time at night he's also again not there and so they um try to find the book they didn't really find the book again to like look and see like how they were gonna distribute this wolfsbane and mistletoe to him Mm -hmm. but meanwhile eddie has been like leave that to me i'll figure it out and then is like cram them in his underwear drawer everyone's like yes for sure we could have come up with that too that's not like something we had to leave to you (laughs) so they do kind of distribute it throughout they put some in his pillowcase they put some in his all of his like clothes drawers um i think they put it yeah they mostly put it in his underwear drawer because they're like he never changes his his uh, clothes but he has to change his underwear right right (laughs) so they put the um some like wolfsbane in his pillow and then mistletoe in his in his underwear drawer and then the next day they wake up they go to breakfast and mr jenkins is not there (sighs) 
he shows up a little later in the day. They um, So basically all the counselors are like, okay, we're doing this big night hike tonight. We don't want you guys super tired out because we're going to go like at midnight, like really oh, late. Responsible. Yeah. I know, right? It's like the last day of camp. I guess it's like one of those things, like a last hurrah almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It seemed very, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never been on a night hike at midnight. I don't know. It sounds maybe fun, but um yeah so they all the other camp counselors are like oh poor mr jenkins like he isn't feeling well he's having an allergic reaction (gasps) which obviously all of the kids are well obviously our all of our kids are like freaking out and are like oh my god we did it the the wolf spade and mistletoe like turned him back into a human and it is crazy because like Oh, so the, ca- the counselors are like, you guys, we're not going to do a ton of thing, a-, a ton of like activities today. So you guys aren't going to be super tired for the hike later that day. So they basically have a whole free day. And so they're kind of just wandering about <laughs> um, when Mr. Jenkins shows up at like 11 or noon. Like it's like late in the, the morning mm-hmm. or late in the camp schedule. Mm-hmm. And the picture is so funny because his whole beard is shaved his arms are still hairy, obviously, but, like, he has his hair pulled back in a ponytail. He looks super, like, as they put it, tame. And they're like, it worked! <laughs> <laughs> or they just gave him an allergic reaction and he was forced to shave because it was, like, in his skin. Yep, 100% my thought process. I was like, because they kept being like, of course, he- no one's going to be, like, it's not going to hurt him if he's not a werewolf. And I was like, People have actually even another kid too later on the night hike said the same thing of like, well, I don't know. I'm allergic to a lot of plants. And it's like, yeah, dummies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this poor guy has an allergic reaction to some weird plants that some weird kids shoved all around his, <laughs> <laughs> his cabin. Um, so he does recover for the night hike. And then they, yeah, they go out on the night hike. And by that point, they hadn't seen him all day. And so when he comes back, he's like, again, all back to himself. He's like, he, and they all are like, he's hairier than ever, like even before. And like, well, no, you just saw him clean shaven. So maybe he just grows hair fast. Like some people grow hair really fast. Mm-hmm. And so, although I do think they are kind of like watching his beard grow back out as it's going, like. He doesn't just have stubble. He has, like, more hair than, like, more even, like, facial hair than usual. Yeah. So that was a little suspicious, too. Um, but, and so then, like, as they're hiking, he takes off his shoes, which they're like, why are you doing that? And he's <laughs> like, oh, I just love it. Na- this is the part where he's like, you know, isn't it beautiful out here? I just love nature. Like, I just love being in nature and, like, gives a little bit of, like, a as close as we come to, like, an endearing moment with him. Um, but of course the kids take that to mean, oh my God, he's turning back into a werewolf. We have to get him with more mistletoe. And so they're like, oh no, we're never going to find any. And then Lisa, little scaredy cat was like, guys, I never, I never put mine in his cabin. I was too scared. So she has a handful left and they're like, thank God we're safe. (laughs) Um, and so I think it's Eddie like grabs the handful of mistletoe and like, kind of sneaks up to Mr. Jenkins as he's like leading the hike apparently Mr. Jenkins backpack is open because he just drops this like bit of mistletoe into the backpack 
And this poor guy, Mr. Jenkins, immediately starts itching. And, like, they, of course, are like, hey, yeah, he is definitely a werewolf. Oh, my God. And it's like, well, this or this poor guy has, like, a deathly allergy to whatever you're putting in his stupid backpack. Yeah. And also, like, from his backpack? <laughs> I know. <laughs> they he have to have, like, touched it to have an allergic reaction? I know. They try to describe it as, like, oh, I hope it'll work. Like, maybe it'll work because the backpack is touching his back. And I'm like, I don't think that's how these things work. (laughs) But in this world, that is how this works. And yeah, he starts itching. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, I need to take a break. Like, we're going to sit here and then we're going to, like, go a little farther. And um, so they sit down. He kind of goes ahead to scout out the rest of the hike. And that's when these assholes are like to the other kids, like, he's a werewolf. Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, so we don't see Mr. Jenkins again until later because the bushes start rustling. All of the kids now freak out because even the other kids that we don't know are like, like, I feel like in that situation, even if I didn't fully believe these four assholes, I would be like, Okay, well, I'm out here in the middle of the woods. Our leader just left. Like, all none of the other camp counselors are there. It's just him. Oh. So they all fucking book it back to camp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. If my leader left and it was just four kids being like, werewolves, I yeah. probably would have left for camp too. Yeah, 100%. And so the bushes rustle. Something, you know, is like about, sort of springing out at them, about to spring out at them. But we also never see what it is. We just hear the wolf howls off in the distance. Or like kind of getting closer. And then hear the bushes rustle. And then something starts to spring at them. All the kids run back and go to bed. And we never really know what that was about. And then. mystery. I know it's a mystery. And then the last little bit we get. This is like the very very end. Is that the next day is the day they're all. Pile onto the bus. And they're all like. That was so such a close call. Like we're going back to the city. And uh you know we almost died like that was so (laughs) thank goodness we survived yeah it's like oh i guess we'll never know if he was a werewolf or not but we almost died by werewolf like they keep doing the back and forth (laughs) like oh i guess we'll never know but also we almost died um and then as they pull out as the bus pulls out they see mr jenkins barefoot and kind of standing slash running next to the bus and he's howling at the moon well not at the moon but like at the sky (laughs) because it's daylight (laughs) yeah i mean he probably knew the entire time that they were super suspicious of him and as they were leaving he was like i'm just gonna fuck with them one more time oh 100 percent. the whole time i was like this guy is just fucking with them (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) yeah because even at the beginning like in the fire like as they're telling stories around the fire and eddie is like you're just trying to scare us and it's kind of like i mean yeah he probably is that's what you do around a campfire (laughs) yeah so yeah again i was like a little bit bummed that like there actually there was one other redeeming moment that i i glossed over um there was a part where eddie again eddie had been like it was such a weird little moment because mr jenkins had basically like dared eddie to sleep outside which is like that's irresponsible as you know the caretaker of children like a camp right outside of a city like there's probably nothing dangerous in like a hundred mile radius yeah that's true um so he like he does end up sleeping outside and mr jenkins walks by and is like okay like if you're gonna sleep outside you gotta like 
you know, build up the fire. And he kind of shows him how to build up the fire. And he was like, keep the fire burning because that'll keep off, keep away all of the animals. <gasps> and then later he did, that's when he sees the like werewolf man shape kind of going by and like howling and what probably mr jenkins fucking with him <laughs> i know again probably mr jenkins fucking with him and so like eddie like like quickly like the fire has kind of gone out and so he like keeps like blowing on the leaves to try to get it to go up again and then like take the fire takes off and then whatever it is runs away mm. so there was that that was kind of funny and then they actually do go on another hike not a night hike but um there's another moment where they're they're hiking and all the kids again they're like super terrified and they're like he's leading us out to like get lost in the woods and blah 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 um or maybe this was when they were already lost and he was like i have something to show you follow me and they're like no. <laughs> um, but he leads them to this like beautiful waterfall like clearing area Aww. and it's like really beautiful and that's another place where he's like yeah this is why i come up here this is why i took this job it's so beautiful up here Aww. and yeah, it's like you assholes. Like, just let him love nature. I know, right? If, if he even took a job he... for a peaceful escape into nature, and then he has to take care of like monstrous kids once a week who are like just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I will say, one of the other clues is that every time they see the werewolf, shit, like figure, like shape, mm-hmm. it is wearing dog tags. Also oh so it is him just fucking with them so it is either him just fucking with him or it is him as a werewolf or you know whatever it is so yeah so that's it that's uh werewolves don't go to summer camp oh my god i also i can't believe i keep forgetting to tell you about this but now is a perfect time so john and i are obsessed with yogurt land as i know you are too yes so the last time we were at yogurt land the uh, we were checking out and the um the worker there handed us these yogurt land i love books bookmarks and it is a summer reading list i'm so obsessed yogurt land well no it's not a yeah so it's not a a reading list it's like it has five blank spaces and you basically have to give it back to them with full like full of books that you read and then you get a free three ounces of yogurt ah, that's i know isn't that the best thing i'm so obsessed yeah, that's great although they seem to give out three ounces of yogurt pretty willy-nilly <laughs> i mean true three ounces in their terms is not that much like they probably give that away on free samples <laughs> like yeah for sure also the one uh near san diego state where i went to undergrad there there were like clippings for um a free three ounces like everywhere really yeah like we would get them in our newsletters like once a week oh that's that's fun (laughs) yeah we we were we were always getting free yogurt so good well i already filled it in because we read so many books i started with wish you were here mrs murphy number one nice the cat who wasn't there the cat who ate danish modern nancy drew and the clue of the tapping heels and now werewolves don't go to summer camp what man you powered through they're gonna look at this and be like i'm sorry is did you yeah did you just (laughs) copy things off the scholastic book fair reading list (laughs) maybe (laughs) i'm not saying i didn't I'm also not saying I didn't read them. Because I did. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. That's our little uh little summer 
summer camp special little summer camp special no cats but we'll accept it i know it is a little little uncat related but i thought that the wear dog heavy well we'll wear dog heavy yeah (laughs) it just felt too too uh too fun not to do it is very fun and i do love a good werewolf even if it has nothing to do with cats same me freaking too and yeah guys if you donate to our patreon um you can hear our our little rant on where cats which is really interesting uh where cats where cats it's a thing it's a weird cool creepy uh, maybe borderline thing <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna be a panther. <laughs> new slogan (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks so much for listening guys uh we love you all as always and you know pet all of those uh pets that you have including any docile wear animals yeah (laughs) for sure i actually had a dream the other night and i can't remember like what was going on in the dream but it did involve a poisonous snake that could turn into like at one point it turned into a cat and at another point it turned into like a golden retriever oh so pet your those if you have them (laughs) whatever those are called if you know but also be careful (laughs) (laughs) because it was still a poisonous snake underneath (laughs) a poisonous snake cat yeah love it yeah all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll we'll catch you next time. Yes, when we will be reading. <gasps> we're going back to the cat who next week. Okay, so the next book we're reading is the cat who lived in a closet. Went into the closet. <laughs> the cat who went into the closet, which is a very boring title, I think, because my cats go into our closet all the time. Oh yeah, for the first like three months that I lived here, Mushu lived in my closet. <laughs> That's why you said the cat who lived in the closet. The cat who lived in the closet. Yes. Well, we will report back to you guys on that. Hopefully it's not as boring as the title. <laughs> but it is- Well, I read the blurb and I think it's because Quillerin moves into that mansion on the on Polly Street to keep an eye on her. Oh. And it has like five bajillion closets in it that Coco gets to investigate and he finds some mysteries in them. Ooh, okay, that's not boring at all. Mystery yeah. closets. Mystery closets. So into it. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, join us next time, guys, for Mystery Closets with Quillerin and Coco. Yeah. Woohoo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye.